Uh, 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 let's see. I have uh, an update on the strike. Minor update. Please. This yeah. is SAG slash Actors Screen Actors Award strike against, you know, the rich and powerful. Um, apparently, Stephen Amell came out saying that he's actually against the strike. Oh, fuck him. Uh, I... You know, I actually thought that he would be one of those people. And maybe I don't, I don't know about the facts. I, I I didn't have enough time to fully read into the situation. But apparently Stephen Amell is like, he's not happy about the strike. Uh, although, to be fair, I don't know if he's unhappy because, hey, just meet our demands were reasonable. Or, oh, yeah. So apparently he made that comment uh, yesterday. And five hours ago, he's trying to clarify I support my union. I do. I stand with them. He said five hours ago. He walks back comments about strike. Yeah, the AV Club is reporting. He walks back his comment. Clip began airing about Arrow and Heel Star. Stephen Mel began asking uh, about the ongoing strike while at a convention. Stephen Mel claimed that he supports the union, but he does not support the idea of a strike, calling it uh, myopic and reductive negotiating a reductive negotiating tactic. You know what? Yeah, no, he, fuck Stephen Amell. He is, um, how do I say this? That is like saying, no, wait, 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 stop saying Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. Like, shut up. That's not, that's not the, no, that's not, no. This is not the time to be, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh uh, this is not this this is not the moment to, to be like let's listen to both sides like shut up no that's not it's not the time no 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 yeah uh full content yeah so he walked back his statement like yeah no so Stephen Amell um you, you know I was gonna say maybe it was taken out of context but you know what dude you're 42 you lasted eight seasons on TV show you're trained enough to make clear statements. If you don't like the fact that you guys have to strike, you can say it like that. I'm fucking smart enough to be like, hey, um, although I support my union and I support our striking, I hate that we have to strike in order to get fair compensation for our people. Like I that, hate that they have to strike. I hate that they have to strike too, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to say it like that. So yeah. also, also, let irony not be lost in this context. This is a man that for almost over 10 years and for several hundred episodes played the modern version of a Robin Hood-esque character mm -hmm. that steals from the rich to give to the poor. Well, okay? also, isn't Oliver Queen, like, like basically Batman, but less cool? Because he has, like, all the money? Stephen Amell, you have failed this city, and you have failed this union. You, you, Stephen Amell, you done fucked up. I don't think you're going to get an invite to, to play Green Arrow ever again. I'm just saying. Yeah. And yeah. Heels isn't that good of a show. I've seen it. Man. Yeah, Felicity, Felicity is the best part of that show. Okay. So, all right. Uh, anyway, uh, just a reminder support the writers, support the actors, support the strike. They are doing good, they, they are doing uh, the correct work. And if you we'll listen keep, to us on uh, YouTube, there's a link below if, if you want to yeah. support. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for adding that. And yeah, that's that's how we're going to keep supporting. We're going to keep talking about movies, but yeah, we're going to keep uh, vocally supporting the, uh, the union and the strike. So, yeah. Uh, and speaking of uh, a writer that we just talked about recently, and we're gonna about talk about it again, Ladybird time. You ready? Sorry about Ladybird. Chema, hit the intro. Oh, 
thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Shema. I am man in suit. I, I don't know. I tried to reviewing Ladybird, and this is the rollback. Fly away home. A California high school student plans to escape from her family and small town by going to college in New York, much to the disapproval of wildly loving, deeply opinionated, and strong-willed mother. So we have Lady Bird. This is the solo debut directing job by one Greta Gerwig. We just talked about her uh, in the Barbie review because she also wrote and directed that. But this is her first solo directed uh, movie. Uh, that she wrote, uh, it's based on her childhood, it's based on her adolescence, uh, and it stars uh, the impeccable, absolutely impeccable Saoirse Ronan, Laurie Metcalf, uh, Tracy Letts, Beanie Feldstein, Lucas Hedges, Timothy Chalamet, and a bunch of other colorful actors that that round up the crew. So this is a small little movie that came out back in 2017. It swept uh, critics. It is to this day the highest charting uh like reviewed movie on on Rotten Tomatoes over 400 reviews and that with 99% approval it got all the oscar nominations it won none of them and which <laughs> i still think is a fucking travesty and this is still one of my favorite movies of uh of the 2010s probably in the top 5 uh, mm-hmm. I adore this movie, and I've been set, saying for years that you should watch it. <laughs> and then finally, we reviewed Barbie, and you're, and you're like, hey, this Greta Gerwig lady, she's pretty cool. And I was like, I've been fucking, I've been here day one. I've been here <laughs> day one. So I'm now, a bandwagon. I'll admit yeah. it, I'm a bandwagon. All right, so now we're here. Uh, we're going back. We talk. We're talking about Lady Bird. Uh, me, I'm a longtime fan. I watched it when it first came out. You what? You just watched it. What did you think of Lady Bird? I I think it's funny. Like one thing, real quick. Uh, when yeah. I when you Google the synopsis, it's from the mother's point of view. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the synopsis when you Google it is: A nurse works tirelessly to keep her family afloat after her husband loses his job. She also maintains a turbulent bond with the teenage daughter, who just like her. Uh, is loving, strong-willed, and deeply opinionated. Yeah, I I, I just think like that's because it's funny. This is one of those movies where when you watch it, you're young and you side with with uh, Lady Bird. But the older you get, the more you're like on the side of the mom and the parents. It's one of those. Yeah. Um I I don't know about you. I saw a lot of my childhood in that, in like the family dynamic. You know, the early two thousands. Like she reminded me of my sisters because they were in high school at the time, not as old, but. And then, you know, the whole college thing, you want to move away. I, I have a niece right now who's like, I can't wait to turn 18 so I can move out and have my own apartment. And I'm like, how are you going to pay for it? And she's like, oh, I'll just get a job. I'm like, okay, how much do you think you're going to be making at this job? How many hours are you going to work? And it's it's that unfortunate, like, sass slap back of yeah. like, <laughs> Reality. Don't work that way. But okay, so... We'll dive into that as the movie goes along. But my first, uh, my first thoughts are, this movie is fucking relatable, even if you're a guy. There's like one particular scene that I think is exclusively like for mothers and daughters, like, yeah, like that strong connection. But most of this movie is pretty much very like neutral. Like anyone can relate to a lot of this shit. Like high school, uh, butting heads with your parents, you know, flaky friends, your best friend. You don't talk to them for a couple months, and you guys apologize and you're right back to where you were it's very 
reminiscent of youth. Um, I can understand why you fell in love with it when you first saw it, and I can understand why it resonates with you to this day. Like very easily, it's very clear. It still does, and I can't. Uh, it's 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 really interesting because when I first watched it, when I first heard about it, when uh, because I heard about this when like the Oscar announcements were coming out, and I was like, "What is this? I'll, I'll check this out." And uh, I watched it and went like, "Okay, what?" This is like I read the synopsis and I watched the trailer and I was like, "Okay, it's about a teenage girl in like a religious school, and it's about the relationship with her mom and first boyfriend." And I was like, "What is this? Like, what?" Uh, like it's not it's obviously not for me like i'm why is this why is everyone loving this and what am i gonna get from this uh, i'm stupid give her a machine gun something like like my like my head is just thinking dumb shit but then i watched it and i i, I was in awe uh, uh I, i've said this before and I, i'll keep saying it greta mentioned that when she was shooting the movie she wanted the movie to look like a memory and i think that's just absolutely perfect because like you were <laughs> watching us and it doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like you're watching just real people just living their lives. It's it's pretty insane. You know, I'm looking at the nominees for that year, and it's unfortunate that it came out during the same year as The Shape of Water. Yeah, Shape of Water and Get Out and a bunch of Call other really good movies. Yeah. Like, there's so many good movies that came out that year. Um, yeah. But, I mean, and that's not to lessen Lady Bird, uh, not by any stretch. Um you know, I've always I've been thinking that we've been lacking a lot of like great coming of age modern day coming of age stories because you always hear what are the ones you normally hear? Thirteen going on thirty, pretty in pink, clueless. Like you always hear like that shit, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a legit modern day coming of age story. Granted, it's yeah. in the early two thousands, but I still think it it's a coming of age story and a good one at that. Did it give you like those those like uh? Not flashbacks, but did it remind you of what it was like to be alive at the because like we, we watch movies about like the eighties or the or the eight or the seventies and we're like, well, we weren't there. So like to us it feels like a you know, like a movie. But to this, like there are a lot of scenes where I was like, Oh my god, I remember what it was like to be like post nine eleven, like that uh like yeah. that world. Like there's a scene where where uh where Ladybird is talking with Kyle played by played by Timothy Chalamet. And he goes, uh, he goes, uh, you have a cell phone? No, it's, it's like, good. They're using, they're, they're using them to track us. Who is the government, man? They're, they're, they're going to be like following us all the time. And it's like, remember when that was like the conspiracy theory? And we and always we just learned turned, to accept it. And we just learned to accept it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, real quick, I want to shit on Timothy Salamine for this one quick moment. Okay. I you know how he plays Kyle? Yeah. So he I feel plays like, that like is Timothy. I feel yeah, like that is no. him. <laughs> the, I he plays wrong. Like, he, I, I feel like the most attuned he is to like his real life is like the character he did in, in Don't Look Up. Like I feel like that's the most Timmy he's ever been. Um in this one hmm. in this one, like I gotta say, like it's a compliment. He plays a douche really, really well. Like I feel like every girl that I know has dated a guy like this. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's pretty funny, and it's... and yeah, as funny and, and, and like yeah, as an asshole, as, as much of an asshole as he is, you know, and he contributes to the story and everything. He has some really good lines, like that line when when they had sex for the first time, 
And she's so excited because he's like, oh, my God, we lost our virginities to each other. And he goes like, no, I had sex before. Even though he had like clearly said that he didn't. And, yeah. then, and, then, and, then, and then she goes, but you told me that you hadn't done it with anyone else. And then, and then he goes like, no, I didn't lie. I haven't lied in two years. Like, like you're a fucking asshole. You know, you know he it's so of, funny. Yeah. You know, he, he reminds me of uh, of the kind of guy who would get, like, taken into the police station and be like, well, I mean, she was awake at first. She said it was okay. Like, that's not how this works. That's not how life works, Rich Boy. Um, yeah. Also, who the fuck's in Sacramento is a small town? It's not. It's not? <laughs> Sacramento? Yeah. It's like a mid It's like McAllen. It's not a small town. Let's see. Um, I mean, it's like half a million people that live there. It's bigger than fucking the valley. In a smaller area. Yeah, Sacramento is not a small town. I'm sorry. Maybe by, California, sta- maybe by yeah. California standards. It probably feels like a small town if you lived in it your entire life. Plus, it's like the town that you lived there your where you grew up. Like it, it, it kind of feels sometimes it feels restrictive. It kind of feels like you need to get away from that. And that's that's fair. So let me ask yeah. you this then. You yeah. so I, I went to college at home, right? Like I lived yeah. at home with my parents. Um, I knew the valley, grew up in the valley, you know, born and raised and all that jazz. You pulled the ladybird, you left, you went out on your own you know half passing it you were the you were an adult and yeah. you went to school you know away from home away from your family did you feel any kind of connection like what was that like for you like did you see yourself in in this story i saw myself in in christine and aka ladybird a lot and not even in the leaving the in the leaving home for college way i mean of course yes but a lot of the conversations that she had with like her dad or with her mom, like I felt like I've had those exact same conversations. Like that moment when, uh, I don't know, when she's applying to school. So like, she's kind of getting stressed and like maybe hides a little, like only trusts her dad in some parts. Um, There's a lot of moments that felt yeah very relatable and very stuff the cataclysm like the biggest moment to me in the movie is uh there's a moment when she's kind of trying dresses to go to prom and she's talking with her mom a bit and i feel like there's this ongoing thing with kids and their moms where like i feel like sometimes you try to talk to them the way you talk to friends or like you're like you so sometimes get like a little self deprimental or self critical and they don't take it as a joke they take it as like completely serious and it turns into a lecture and yeah and there's a moment in ladybird where she's trying dresses and she kind of says it offhand she goes like i wish i could have like a like a what was it like a what was it like a like a body disease? What was it called? Like a uh, not body dysmorphia. Uh, yeah. Anorexia? Yeah. So I wish I could have like that, an eating disorder, just so I could be like thinner. And like the mom doesn't take this joke, she takes it so seriously. And then we have like the to me the killer line in this movie is that one where is that part where where she goes like, like, do you like me? And then the mom goes, of course I like you. You're my daughter, like of course I do. 
I love you. I want you to be, I want, uh, of course I love you. And, and she goes, but do you like me? And then the mom goes like, I just want you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And then she goes, what if this is the best self? And it's a very teenager line, but it's also a very human line. Like an adult hears that and goes like, come on, you're so young. Like you don't think you don't, but to a teenager, that's all they know. That's all they know. And that lack of understanding because adults forget, but kids, kids do not forget. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's like a brokenness there that they cannot, they're trying to meet them, meet each other halfway and they can't because there's so much, so much space there. And there's also like a lot of trauma, both from uh, Lady Bird and the mom. Like there's a moment where like Lady Bird has like a night out. She kisses a boy for the first time. She's so happy. She's like in the best moment of her life. And then she gets home and the mom is yelling at her for, because she left her clothes out. Uh, uh, like she, 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 she didn't like put them together. And she kind of turns to her and, and goes like, was there never one day where you could come back home and like did and you everything you did right? Like you never made any mistakes. And the mom just goes like, my mother was a crazy alcoholic and like leaves. You know, there's so much trauma in there. And there's mm-hmm. so much of like them not wanting to meet halfway because of their own traumas that it's very compelling because it's very human. Like that moment when she when she tells her mom, like, what if this is the best version? I know exactly how that feels. I know exactly how she felt. I've been there. I I've felt like that. And I've been and I tried communicating that to someone. And they were they they couldn't help it. They could they they couldn't tell because they don't understand, because they weren't in that same position that I was and that Ladybird is. Mm-hmm. And Movies are empathy machines. These moments need to happen. And when I saw that moment, that's when I jump into the Greta bandwagon and I haven't left and I'm never going to leave just because she gave me that moment. And I took that stock and I took it to the fucking moon. So, <laughs> so yeah, to me, it's moments like that. Just make the movie just elevate. And the movie's not long. It's like maybe like an hour and 40, maybe no, less. It's a cup of coffee. It's, a, it's an hour and 32. It's a yeah. coffee. It's not long. Yeah, and it's for a movie that's mostly just dialogue and interaction. And like, remember when I told you when we were talking about Barbie that I said like I liked the, the Barbie movie, but I felt like it needed more of those like sweet, sensitive moments that we saw in Ladybird. Now that you've seen Ladybird, do you know what I'm talking about? Like the the, the those yes, like the, moments, the slow moments. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's slow, but the movie never feels like it. It has you in like a headlock, like you. You're on a ride and you're enjoying being on it. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. There, there's a lot of moments in this film that I think resonate. I know we've said it, but like they resonate because you, of how relatable they are. Um, yeah. I, I think there's, and maybe I'm wrong when I say this. I, I, I'm not a parent yet, so I can't say you know for sure that I'm right or wrong in this one. It always seems like there's a lot of tension. But, between opposites i mean between like a son and his father or a daughter and her mother it seems like those are the clashes whereas maybe i'm wrong maybe i can be totally wrong um growing up i always clashed with my father much more than ever did my mother but that's because of how we're both stubborn men we're both very stubborn individuals i'm right you're wrong like and I, there was a lot of relatability there watching her argue with her mother because I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, 
I've seen these. I've seen this fight. I've seen this movie. Yeah, yeah. I've and been it, there. It could be fight. about yeah, and it could be about very simple things like one moment they would fight about like college, next about feelings, and the next one about eggs. Like it was, it was just go about everything. But there's always tension, and the thing is, is even like I don't feel comfortable saying that the mom that was necessarily equipped to talk to her daughter about these things. Because also the mom, like the mom and dad are stressed because, and, and Lady Bird doesn't really like go along with this. Um, they're, they're going through a very difficult economic time right now. Like they're probably blue collar working class, but the dad just lost his job. Um, and the mom's working doubles to keep the family afloat. And she's stressed very thin because she's working doubles. She's, uh, and she works at a mental health clinic, which folks, uh also folks this this is your mid-show reminder that uh love your pets check them if they're if your pet's gums are very like pale there might be a scent of tick disease and get them to the vet asap so that way you know they're gonna be okay jesus christ he's gonna be fine ace is gonna be fine but that's because we caught it early he's okay, taking okay. meds that keep him involved i'm sorry i'm off track that's as much of a parent as i am oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i'm sorry i was talking about Oh, Greta's mom. So yeah, so folks, um Greta's mom. Yeah. I'm sorry, Greta's mom, Lady Bird's mom, sorry. Um but yeah, okay, so talking about uh Lady Bird's mother, the conflict there is uh, yeah, I'm not so sure if Lady Bird's mother is even equipped to talk to her daughter about the trauma, what she's going through, why she feels the way she does. Because one, she's exhausted from war, and that's fair. As someone who has come home after a 16-hour shift. Yeah, it happens where you have a short fuse from time to time. Like, no one's perfect. Um, but also, it's easier to deal with other people's problems than it is to deal with yourself. It's very easy, I think, to be the shoulder for other individuals. But when it comes time for you to lay your head, that's hard. And that's especially hard when it's your daughter. And it's even harder when she is like you. And you fight and your husband is saying, you two are so alike. And you want to murder him. Because you know that conversation has happened. And I love the dad in this because he he never takes a side. He's never against either one. He's never like, you listen to your mother. But he's also never like, you're too hard on her. He's he's like, no, you two are so much more alike than you realize. Uh, you guys are going to have to work it out. You know, he, when when that, that heartbreaking scene at the end where they don't talk, Lady Bird leaves the airport, the mother runs in and he holds her and she's crying uh the mother walks in and the dad holds her and she's crying he's like she'll she'll come back like this is not the end of your relationship like this was just a fight and you're probably gonna have more of them in the future lord knows you've had them in the past but it's gonna be okay uh i i loved that aspect maybe it's a better thing i saw when i was older because retrospect is is 2020 and I watched this, and I have so much sympathy for the mother in her position. I understand Lady Bird, but I also understand where the mom's coming from. Um, but let me ask you this. What do you think, how much of an impact do you think the fact that she had to go to a Catholic school kind of impacted, like, her outlook, how she treats people, like, everything in general? Do you think that had a Ex- big impact? Extremely. And uh, Greta Gerwig mentioned that this happened to her. Like, this is her teenage years like she also went to a catholic school like this this also happened to her 
uh, her having her first boyfriend and him actually being gay also part of the real story. Uh, apparently, from what she mentioned, it happened more than once. So, so you can you you know she has a wicked sense of humor about this and uh, and. Yeah, no the the fact that it's a it's a story about like growing up in that religious school because look teenagers are gonna rebel against anything that they're in. Okay, mm-hmm. I know I personally know people that grew up not religious because their parents weren't religious, and then during the teenage years they were like, "I'm gonna give Jesus a shot," like just to rebel <laughs> against their parents, <laughs> or because they were curious. Okay, everything <laughs> we are curious about things that are that we don't know. So uh it's really interesting how she she manages to include like stories about her in the religious school and her being against it, but her parents knowing that it's the best decision because of an incident that happened with her brother. And then also um, but it's it's also like only a girls' school. So they, they have events where they like meet up with boys and they have like like these moments where like they have like a dance that is a mixer. So they're bringing like boys from another school and they have this like cowboy themed dance. And then they're like, da- she's dancing with, uh, with Lucas hedges. And then one of the nuns will just come up with like a ruler and be like, leave some space for the Holy spirit and just like leave them. Um, and to be fair, these are not like abrasive, negative, chaotic, evil nuns. Like they're just nuns who are doing their job. There's even <laughs> a moment where, like, there's even a moment where, like, Ladybird runs this prank on this one nun by putting a just married sign on that on this nun's car, and then she calls her into her office. She's like, "I'm sorry about the sign." He's like, "Okay, it's okay. It was funny." And, <laughs> she has a good sense of humor. She might be yeah. the best nun ever put to, to film. Yeah, and she 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 even goes. By the way, I wasn't just married. I've been married to Jesus for like a long time, and about then Lady Bird even yeah, about forty years. And then Lady Bird even joins in on the joke. She's like, "Well, he's a very lucky man." Like it's <laughs> like the movie's just chock full of like very funny and very sweet moments, um, to like uh, to like balance out the the darkness of of what's happening. And at the core of that, we haven't talked about this. At the core of that. Is Sersha Ronan's performance as uh, Lady Bird? This girl is my age, and she has four Oscar nominations. <laughs> like I cannot believe it. Like it's it's freaking insane. The Lovely Bones. I think no. I I don't think Lovely Bones. No. Pretty Women. Uh, or Little Women. So Little Women, Lady Bird, Brooklyn, and one more. Uh, That's right. She plays an Irish person in Brooklyn. You know what was a weird oh, no. movie that she did? Oh, no, no. She's Irish. Oh, she's actually Irish? She's actually Irish. Her accent Dude, her, is extremely thick. Her her American accent is outstanding. I thought it it's was perfect. the other way. Yeah, no, it's perfect. Wow. And she's only yeah. She's Irish? Yeah, she's like... Yeah, she's from 94, I think. Yeah. Jesus uh, so, Christ. Yeah. So... Or maybe we've established who the new Meryl Streep is. I think she's freaking incredible. Like every movie that she's in, she's so good in it. And I think this is like the performance that will like, you know, follow her for her entire life because she's look, here's how, here's how human they got during the, when they started filming, she started to get acne because she was like 18 or 19, I think. Yeah. And no, no, she was like 20. She was like 21, I think. And uh, so she was getting like acne, 
And like the makeup people were, were like, well, we should cover it. And then and then Greta was like, no, 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 keep it. She's a teenager. She's supposed to have it. <laughs> and she's so her, act, her acne in the movie is real acne. And like, how often do you see that? That's fucking cool. Well, um, see, I think Greta is very, um, I won't say unorthodox. She's very go with the flow. And it's like, oh, no, it's a gift. Let's use it. Yeah. Which is funny because she's very like tight controlling about her scripts. Like she allows little to no improv in the movie. So, but she's very like, but she like, she runs that shit like a boot camp. Like I think like, but in a fun way, like there's, there's a very, there's a video that went kind of viral where she's directing the scene where Lady Bird and uh, the first boyfriend are kind of like running around in the night at night. And then they, they like collapse in the floor. They're looking at the stars. And it's a scene. It's a video of like her directing that scene, and she's having the time of her life. Like you can see, she's like, "Chase her, chase her, no, kiss her, yes, hug her, yes, fall, yes." Like she's running that shit. Like if she was narrating a soccer game, like she's having a blast while doing it, and that translates into the mood of the movie. You want to hear a slightly funny story from Barbie? It, it, it involves oh Margot Robbie and Greta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, appara- apparently, Margot. So you know, she did I Tanya. Maybe you told me this. No, Nikki told me yeah. this. Uh, so Margot Robbie is obviously very adept at skating. She took that. She learned how to skate for I Tanya. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, she was very adept at it when it came time for uh, Barbie, right? So when she's on the rollerblade, she's good. She knows what she's doing. She was apparently her and Greta were both very annoyed with Ryan Gosling because he didn't take the time to learn how to rollerblade. So he was really shitty the whole time. He was learning on the fly, and they were like, see, if a woman didn't prep, there'd be shit about it. You didn't prep, so it's funny. Asshole. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, okay, so we're talking about, yes, so Lady Bird's performance, it's insane. Maybe it was good that she was so young, because I think the fact that she was so young lent more to the authenticity, because you felt like a young teenager going through it, like, Cause she she's hitting the bird. She's she's hitting the the hill, where yeah. you're starting your senior year. You're applying to colleges. You want to get the fuck out of your hometown. You want to get away from your parents. You want some independence. And she's trying to leave. And then she's having issues with her friends. She has two boyfriends. One of them turns out to be gay. Which man, that scene broke my heart. Like it, I, it, I felt so bad for him because you saw he was crying. Like please don't tell anyone. Like how scared he is. Yeah. And yes, it's not okay to lie. Like, but this poor kid is just begging because he doesn't know how to do it. And this is 20 years ago. Yeah. Even nowadays, people freak the fuck out. And that's because there are laws. They're, they're generally, I believe, people are more accepting. Like, even at schools, I, I say um, from questions I've asked my, my niece and my nephews, kids don't give a shit. Like, most yeah. kids don't give a shit. You're gay, straight, bi. Who gives a fuck? Are you playing Roblox or what? Uh, (laughs) but (laughs) i don't mean to make light but so 20 years ago it was terrifying and i like that made me that hurt my heart because also i would hope if that was my son i hope he wouldn't be scared to tell me something like that then again he goes to catholic school so yeah terrifying and i'm glad you mentioned I'm I'm glad you mentioned the two boyfriends thing because this movie is chock full of like those like two like it's mm-hmm. full of twos like it's got two boyfriends uh, she has two names 
She has two, two friends. best friends. Yeah, uh, two semesters that was here in school. She does two plays. Uh, there's two dances, two parties also, one with uh, Kyle, one in the college. Uh, two very distinct relationship with the parents, two parents, two potential colleges that she may get to, two church scenes. Like it's it's just full of scenes of, of like of like those that duality, you know, that that those twos. And you find yourself feeling a lot like that when you're in that transition between like high school and college. And in that way, it's kind of hard to not relate. Like, uh, it, like uh, I saw it by the time like college was nearing its end and I was feeling it. Like it was, it was, it was, I was making me feel a certain kind of way. But uh, um, if I had seen this when I was, when I was like, I don't know, 17 or 18, I think it would, it would have also hit me really hard, but in a very different way. Yeah. Well, I think um, part of it is also like the duality of growing up because there are some hard truths that you need to, you got to suck it up, kid. Um, yeah. In, in one aspect, like going to college, sometimes your parents can't afford for you to go for the best college. Um, what's it called for me? Like in our case, it was, it was a given. You're going to STC and then UT or UTP at the time. Um, yeah. If the question ever came up, like, well, what if I want to go to Austin? Like I have good grades. Yeah, you can go. How are you going to afford it, though? And that's, 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 that's they shut that shit down real quick. Hey, I want to go to school in Washington. How are you going to afford it? Shut that shit down real quick. You um, wanted to go to school in Washington? No, fuck no. Uh, <laughs> family members. But um, but look, I, and I'll say this much, and this is just in regards to Ladybird. There's a scene where they're looking at it. They're like, between the financial aid, the student loans, and if we refinance the house, we can afford it. Yeah. I just want to go on record and stating, folks, with all due respect, you never risk the house. Under <laughs> any circumstances, you never risk the fucking house. You can you can get a shittier car. You cannot change homes. Do not risk the house under any circumstances. Um, there's even a point that I loved with the brother. He had his own like little mini storyline uh, yeah. in the film where he has like he's working at a grocery store. He has all the shit on him, and Lady Bird pulls. I don't want to say a bitch move, but but she kind of calls him and calls him out and says, "No wonder you can't get a fucking job. Look at all the stuff you have on your face." And then the dad goes, so hurt too. And yeah, and then he goes and dude, it drove it made me it made my heart hurt when I saw that him and the dad were both applying for the same fucking job. Oh yeah, and uh, and you see him. He he took off all the jewelry. He has the tie. The dad helps him fix his tie. Like. Go get him. Like he's proud of this boy. Yeah. Uh yeah. and it's it's that girl conversation that I think we need to have. Everyone needs to have at some point. Like, hey, you're done with college. It's time to step it up. Like it's yeah. no longer, oh man, I'm a free spirit of expressionism. I'm like, no, no, no. There are bills that have to get paid. There's food yeah. for you. There's food that you need to buy. Yeah. Start growing up and figuring it out. Get get your hair cut. I Man, I was furious when I had to start working at the prison, and I had to <laughs> I had to cut my hair. I could feel the wind, and I fucking hit it. Folks, for those of you who don't know, I've always had my hair like medium to long for the first twenty four years of my life, and then I had to have a bus cut for about four years. So, fuck that noise. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah, I'm so it. glad. I'm, I'm I'm so glad you could you you could have it long again. Yes, and every time yeah. I see my my brother in laws, I just do this because <laughs> they, they can't. 
I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah. what did you think about the brother? Also, I like the whole supporting cast. Like besides the yeah. mom, the dad, and Ladybird. So there's great. so there's there's the family there's the brother there's the bo- there's the brother's girlfriend who lives with them, and uh, it's never explicitly said in the movie, but like uh, we know through context that like the brother is adopted, yeah, and yeah, and and he's there and like his girlfriend lives with them, and I like what we have like there, there's little scenes with like just between the parents like there's a moment where they're kind of brushing their teeth, and then the mom goes like, do you think Miguel and the girlfriend like do you think they have sex when they're sleeping in the pull-out couch and then the dad goes of course they do like they they have yeah. like those <laughs> little moments like the, the dad really is like a, a very strong supporting character because he's he's very funny but he's also like has a lot of like sentimental scenes uh like the, there's a moment where like uh when so she helps he, the dad helps her uh fill the financial aid stuff and then but Lady Bird asks him, like, hey, please don't tell mom. Like, let me just keep it a secret. And then she gets uh, into a wait list. And so the mom discovers that, like, she did uh, she did their application with, like, without telling her. And it's her birthday. And her dad comes up to her and brings her, like, a little cupcake and sings her happy birthday. And she know- and Lady Bird knows, like, her parents are fighting. So she goes, like, are you and mom going to get a divorce? And he's like, of course not. We can't afford it. Like it's, <laughs> I love that. It's like, yeah, like he's chock full of like little lines like that. And uh, it really captures like that. Like, like I, I like that there's a moment where like the mom, like the mom and Lady Bird are fighting and they kind of walk into like another room and the dad is just there. Like he's playing solitaire, like, like, yeah. by, like by his other computer. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and he's, and he just kind of like looks at her and goes like, uh, goes like, Larry, what are you doing? It's like nothing. It's just like, What's up? <laughs> yeah, just like nothing. Oh my god, I remember having to have the fucking communal computer out in the open. <laughs> like the computer it. room. Yeah. I hate I fucking hate it. Um, yeah. Well, what's it called? But then yeah. but, but 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 then you also have like the friend, like played by uh Beanie Falstein. Uh you have the first boyfriend, Lucas uh, played by Lucas Hedges, you play uh, Timothy Chalamet, of course, as 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 a second boyfriend. You have like the other friend, Odea Rush, you have a uh, um, oh, the father who's running the church, like the the father who's running the play. Um, yeah, yeah you have like all these supporting ca- the nuns, like you have all these characters who are, um, yeah, also there. Um, they have like these really good moments. Uh, Odea Rush plays the other friend, like the one that she's trying to impress. Yeah. Uh, she's the girl. Do, do you remember that, that that other movie that we talked about once, the uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth? Yeah. Yeah. So she's in it. She was the uh, the childhood friend that she like kind of reunites with when she, he gets back into the city, and they like have sex once, and then she goes like, like, yeah, we're not gonna oh, do that again. And he's like, yes. he's like, come on, why? Like, it's so yes, fun. Yes, yes, I remember. Yes. That. So that's her. So she she shows up in like in like a lot of stuff. But yeah, I, this is the first time that I saw her. She was also in the Let It Snow movie, uh, which I which I really liked. Um, oh, fun fact! Uh, for some reason, uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth uh, is our most played podcast episode. For some reason, makes sense. That's a that's a, a hell of a great movie. Yeah, but I, it's so random. I, fair enough. Like I was like that one, not not the blockbusters. Cha Cha Real Smooth. I think it's because Nick is in it too. Like that, yeah. It's more of us, yeah. By the way, did do you watch? Do you watch this movie with her, or do you watch it by yourself? I watched it with my three dogs. Okay, 
We were laying down. I was yeah. eating uh, a ham and cheese sandwich. I gave them each some chicken and watched the movie. Okay. <laughs> All right. With the finest waffle fries money can buy. Oof. Uh, were they racist waffle fries? No, no sorry, no, no. homophobic waffle fries? No, no, not homophobic waffle fries. They're from HB. Okay. Because here right, he is yeah. better. Um, but, oh, I was going to ask you, um, what did you yeah. think? And I felt so bad, but it was, such a, again, another dumb little thing that I think helps the movie a lot. Julie's crush on the teacher when the play oh, happens yeah. and she meets the wife that's pregnant and you could just see the heartbreak on her face like, that should be me. It's like, ah, oh, you're <laughs> just a baby. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There was something like old, like old school about that. Like, oh yeah, that's right. I remember having classmates that had crushed on teachers because he was so innocent. Like, uh, like really, it was. Uh... And he wasn't creepy at all. And I'm thankful for that. They never were yeah. like, oh, like you know, call me when you turn 18 or call me when you graduate. He was never a weirdo. It was legit, like fundamentally a good dude. Which unfortunately nowadays are quite in short supply when it comes to male teachers. Yeah. Um, also, the teacher was played by uh, David Wallace from The Office. Yes, I noticed that too. <laughs> it's like, it's always funny. To, it's just always funny to just see a random office cast member just somewhere else. Like it's very random. It throws um, me off whenever I see that. Yeah, I, actually, there's a scene where like uh, when they finish the play and like Julie goes to see like the teacher and he's there with his girlfriend and they like leave. And then she gets heartbroken and she sits down and she sits next to the to the father who's uh, who ran who ran the whole play. Yeah. And and I, I like how he has the, like one they're like in silence and then the father just goes like they didn't get it. Like it's it's such <laughs> like a frustrated artist thing to say. It's like a, they didn't get it. Like it's so, like to this day. I use that picture as like a reaction image. Like when someone says something stupid about something, I just go like, they didn't get it. <laughs> like it's, it. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I'll say this much, man. Like when you, when you did mention, and I even remember the line you were talking about, uh, what if this is the best version of me? Cause I remember the top 10 and I remember that line. Yeah. Uh, and you'll, you always sang Greta's praises. And I, I remember thinking she's probably great, but maybe she's not my kind of director. Like there are great directors that I don't necessarily enjoy. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad Greta did Barbie because I guarantee you that's going to turn a lot more people onto her previous work. Definitely. Like um, definitely, like, like she was popular between like people who care, like me, like the A24 heads and like, and like the film Twitter people, you know? Um, but I'm so glad that Barbie's gonna just exploit her and have people like see her and like, and like, and people, have people discover Lady Bird and Little Women, you know? Um, and maybe even her earlier, uh, uh, talk core stuff you know um one of my favorite movies of all time is a movie that she wrote and starred in but didn't direct it's another movie called francis ha it's like a little movie in black and white you can tell that she, and it's like imagine ladybird imagine what happened to ladybird post-college mm -hmm. like she's around 27 28 that's probably that's probably what happens mm -hmm. yeah because uh, it's also based on like her life in a way, uh, and but you get to see her say from the source, like you you get to see Greta act, and Greta is like a joy to watch on screen. Like she's she's an amazing director. She's a joy to watch on screen. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, I believe it. I believe yeah. It. Um, but Ladybird, just, just circling back to it, man, I love it. Like, to me, this is a perfect movie. Like, really. Like, I, I don't have any flaws with it. Like, I, it's, it's not long. Like, it, it keeps your attention. Like, yeah, there, there's no action or, or anything, but like, a story like this doesn't need it. Like, it's emotionally heavy enough and it's uh, relatable enough. Now, I know that not everyone is going to think that, but I freaking adore this one. You know? You're not wrong. There's there. This movie is not made for everyone, but it's very much made for anyone. Like, if you want a mm-hmm. nice nostalgia piece that's going to remind you of when you were younger and how stupid you were, I, I definitely recommend this. Um, there's a scene, and I, I do want to bring some attention to it. This is the scene that I kind of mentioned earlier that maybe we won't understand it. This is more of a mother-daughter scene. Yeah. When Lady Bird has sex for the first time. Oh, and yeah. she her mother picks her up and she just starts bawling and her mother holds her. Um, like such a raw moment that I can imagine a lot of mothers and daughters shared in that in that instant. Again, I'm not a parent, <clears throat> but I am aware of people who have shared those moments. You know, yeah, because it is a big deal, and, and that is something that even if you don't have the best relationship with your parent and you talk about it and it hurts, like your first heartbreak, your first breakup, stuff like that. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's a powerful moment. It's an incredibly human moment, and I'm so glad that it's captured in a movie like this, and that it's and I like that this movie was not lost to time. Like it, it didn't came and went. Like it got nominated for a bunch of awards. Like, uh, and in my opinion, deserved to win a few of them. Like mm-hmm. I think it's a fucking travesty that Larry Metcalf, who played the mom, did not win. For best supporting actress because that was her award but then i saw uh alice and jenny with that fucking catheter in the trailer for itania and i went god they're gonna give it to her just because she has a stupid haircut and that fucking catheter in her nose i know it and they did they fucking did <laughs> uh best actress i can understand uh princess mcdormand i can understand that yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman for The Darkest Hour. I'm sorry. I can't argue with that one. Timothy Chalamet for Calling By Your Name. Fuck off, Nepo. Um, He's not a Nepo, baby. Yes. he. Yeah, his parents are filthy rich. His parents are... What? What? Unless, uh, I, unless my sources are incorrect. Yeah, he's like very well off financially. Well, he's still, uh, I still believe, and I, and I'll say this, uh, I'll, I'll say this, like, no iron, no irony included. I think he's a once in a lifetime generational talent. And so is Sir Sharonin. Um, so seeing the two of them work together in this and then work together again in Ladybird, I mean, in Little Women, it's great. Uh, apparently both of them were supposed to be in the Barbie movie, but they just couldn't do it because of scheduling. Because they they really become like Greta's children, like pretty much. What's called? I let's see. Yeah, his father helped him get auditions for roles. All right, um, whatever. I don't care. I don't yeah. care if it, I I don't care about Nepo babies as long as they're good and they can admit that they got there through help. I don't know if he ever has. Whatever. I I you know I have a thing against like yeah like kids of rich kids. I'm gonna hate my children. It's gonna be oh, yeah. interesting. Well, <laughs> you, you you gotta be rich first, so you know. Oh, that no, no, no. Um, but getting back to Ladybird, uh, yeah, yeah, you're. So I, I feel like this is a redundant question to ask you, but uh, what was your grade for this film? 
this is a 10 out of 10 bro like it's a it's a fucking perfect movie in my eyes like i, I don't think to me like a movie like this a movie like um uh, your name spider-man to the spider-verse stuck in love like a movie like don't think twice roma everybody wants so like these are my fit these are not like my favorite movies of the year or like my favorite movies of the decade these are my favorite movies ever like mm -hmm. ladybird is one of my favorite movies ever okay and uh i think it's a movie that's going to stand the test of time like i think it's a movie that I don't know anyone who I know people who haven't seen it and they're, they're like a oh, white girl in a Catholic school. Like, why do I care? But after seeing it, they are transformed and they come in to the cult of Greta. So I welcome them with open arms because to me, this is a 10 out of 10. And yeah, it's, it, it's not going to hit the same for everyone, but I, when, if somebody watches this and tells me that it's bad, man, they didn't get it. They didn't. Get it. <laughs> they're the what problem. Yeah, uh, a think? definitely an A movie. I don't, I don't see this as a movie that you can watch or that I would ever watch, um, like just like randomly if it's on you if it's on TV or something. But if it's yeah, I feel like this is a movie where there has to be an occasion where it's like, hey, let me show you something. Like I feel like this is a movie I'm gonna end up showing my kids when they're older. You know, definitely something. a movie that like yeah, it's kind of hit everyone differently and de definitely a good coming of age one. Uh, Maybe the best one that I've seen in a long time. I can't remember the last time we had a great coming of age film. Maybe The Edge of 17? Yeah. Maybe. It's funny that like when Edge of 17 came out, people were comparing it a lot to Lady Bird. Like that's the comparison that I heard the most. And I do think that Edge of 17 is a little bit more digestible. It's a little bit more like for, ever, for all audiences. I think this one's a little tough, a little tougher to chew. But I like both of them. I like both movies. But like, if I think of H17, I, I go back to it. Probably because it, it, it was really immediate. Like, it, it really went like, it came out like a year after, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a year before, I think. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the big one. That's that one. Question. Now, after seeing this and seeing Barbie, do you want to watch Little Women? Like, are you? Okay. Are you next week? Oh, you want to do it next week? Uh, last next week you want to do Turtles. Oh, that's right. Turtles are coming out this week. All right, yeah, let's do Turtles first. All right, sounds great. Let's because I'm gonna turtles. see, I'm gonna see it. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you after I finish. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna watch it in double feature, aren't you? What double feature? Or like an IMAX or something? No, I'll tell you after. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining the rollback. My name is Chema. I've been Eddie. And this was the rollback. Signing off with a reminder to be kind to your parents. They're doing the best they can unless they are a piece of shit. And in that case, actually, don't look too into it because then you're going to realize that their parents are a piece of shit and it's not their fault. And oh my God, it's just a cycle. Never break the cycle. Don't have kids. Goodbye. I, I got nothing. <laughs>